Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. Here's what's coming up on this week's episode. Magazine PR is a dead format for the franchise and industry. PR in print is not dead at all. Who's picking up a magazine nowadays, a franchising magazine, and going, oh, lovely, yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad I just stumbled across this. I think that's a massive sign that print media is is down. Well, it seems like your mind's pretty made up. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to sway you on this one. But you've got to admit, digital's the way forward, right? I don't have to admit. Our lead sponsors for this episode are Adplora Horizon. Adplora Horizon is the platform for franchise CMOs to manage the complexity of local advertising. If your franchise brand needs a solution to organize and simplify local digital advertising on Google, Facebook, and Instagram, you should use Adblore Horizon. It's the best solution for an efficient collaboration between franchisor and franchisees. Go on adblore.com now to learn more. So welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast with me, Ed Purnell, the founder of the franchise, and my co-host. Me, Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School. Each episode, one host will make and defend a strong statement from around the franchise and industry. The other host has to then argue the opposite point of view. This week it's my turn, so let's get on with it. So Joe, magazine PR is a dead format for the franchise and industry. And full disclosure, um, up front, I started to believe that's, you know, in the, um, the first time I was in the industry. And... I'm not too far away from believing it now. So I'm looking forward to seeing your argument against it. I'm open to, to sort of having my views change mm. slightly. But I, yeah, I think digital PR and digital marketing is the way forwards. Just because you look at the stats, it's, it makes sense, right? Mm. So I feel that um, PR in print is not dead at all. Um I think you can actually bring it online by photographing it and using it in your online media as well as offline. Whereas if you have it only online and only have it digital, um, then you can't take it offline and have it in print. So I think it doubles well, you can, up. You can just print it out. <laughs> but what's the distribution channel for that? Where's it? Where's that going to go? Well, I guess that's my point. Like, who's picking up a magazine nowadays, a franchising magazine, and going? Oh, lovely. Yeah. I'm so glad I just stumbled across this, you mm. know, and I'm more likely to be excited about the Beano or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, full disclosure, I'm a complete geek when it comes to all things franchising and I love a good franchising magazine. And if I'm traveling, if I'm going on a plane or a train, I will get a physical magazine and I'll go through and I love highlighting and circling things and then looking them up online. So I don't think it's a dead medium because I, I still read the the physical magazines myself okay but that's somebody in the franchising world mm -hmm. so is it just these magazines are great for actually talking to the franchise community we always talk about there's this franchising bubble right so mm. that's that's what i feel like the magazines are read by people that are in the franchising industry already but what's the harm in that even if that is the case are you talking about it from a more uh, recruitment perspective franchisee recruitment perspective then? yeah i, I yeah. guess a, a recruitment and pr kind of mm. exercise yeah mm. and that, that's that seems to to me to be what most brands use it for is to to say look this is what our brand is doing and this is what our franchisees can gain from being part of the brand that's that always seemed to be the story and perhaps that's just the experience i had of the brand i worked for was we wanted to use it for mm. that um, and i looked at the the stats of you know there's 
certain number of readers and I was like well how can we prove that mm. because it's distributed here and there's a footfall of x amount and I go well there's no guarantee someone's picking that up no however it it adds to the reputation that the brands got by being able to say that they were seen in such and such a magazine so they can use it almost as a third party validation um and to raise brand awareness because they've been in whichever magazine it is without naming any um so as well as um raising brand awareness it provides prospective franchisees no matter whether they're reading a franchise prospectus because they've downloaded it or they're seeing your brand online um to be able to see that you featured in certain magazines adds an extra layer of credibility to the brand maybe but that can still be online we featured on this digital magazine for um, you know, XYZ magazine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then you don't get the offline audience online. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't want the offline audience. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess but, it boils down to who your ideal franchisees are and who you want to attract to your brand and what they read. Well, that brings, yeah, that brings me on to my next point, really, is with um, online PR, you can target it by age, interests, um, location, mm. background, industry, job title. Um, there's so many more ways that you can actually focus in on your target audience and mm. know that it's going to hit them and your money is actually going towards, you know, uh, the, the target audience that you have. Mm. Okay, maybe not 100%, but actually more likely than a magazine that's kind of laying around in an airport lounge, for example. Potentially, um, but then... If we're talking about all printed PR rather than just franchise specific PR, so if you know that your um, ideal franchisee are veterinary professionals, then you're going to advertise in veterinary um, publications that vet professionals get distributed to their practices that they're going to read on their lunch breaks, for example. So um, I think there is still a um, a need for physical um, PR. Yeah, I, I guess if you're looking at from, uh, you know, an industry related, industry to industry related PR, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. I think it's when you're trying to reach outside of the industry. That's when I think that digital is a much better approach. I mean, I've, I've written down a whole list of benefits. <laughs> but the, I started off actually just trying to think of, um, you know, look at magazine PR and what do people think of it. Mm. And Forbes, this is back in 2020, wrote that weekday print circulation is just over half of what it was in 1994. This is for the US specifically. Right. I think that's a massive sign that print media is is down you know digital mm. has really had a big impact and I, I think it comes around to the fact that there's just so many other benefits to digital so I'm going to read this off because <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember them all properly but backlinks which improves yeah. your SEO score um, highly targeted you can do retargeting so once people have looked at your PR content you can then retarget them with a you know a more uh, direct advert mm -hmm. say you know come and find out more about us um, it can increase website traffic by directing people to your website. Um, it's typically lower cost, easier to distribute. So physically, you know, it's got to go through trucks and however else they get it out there. Digital, you can actually reach an international audience as well uh, online. It's more chance of it going viral. So hitting, you know, the, the general public rather than just your targeted audience. Interactive, so people can comment on it and you can, you know, um, show the personality of your brand a bit more. 
it's easy for people to access. They don't have to be walking through an airport lounge mm. or sitting somewhere. You can integrate videos, so video PR into there or audio through podcasts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm struggling to see how you can win me over on, oh. <laughs> on <print. laughs> apart, mm. Yeah, apart from industry to industry, I can see how mm. that might be a suitable mm. basis to use. Well, it seems like your mind's pretty made up. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to sway you on this one. Um, but I really do stick to my guns and I don't think that it is a dead medium at all. I think there's definitely a place for it. Um, but it's how it's done and how it's used maybe. So if you're a franchisee and you're looking to come on board, would you not check out other brands? As You wouldn't just go to the one that attracts you. You would check out other competitors as well. And you'd check out the franchising industry as a whole. You wouldn't just become a franchisee because you fancied becoming a franchisee. Um, and in a magazine, you've the franchise industry magazines contain lots of franchise-specific information about the whole industry, not just um, the pet care industry or the children's activities industry. It's a whole overview and you can pick up lots of um, ideas about what you like and you don't like about different brands rather than specifically the one you're looking at. So I, um, yeah, I'm sticking to my guns I, on that. I, I know where you're coming from and I agree completely with a lot of that. You know, I think my process would be, I'd probably go to one of the aggregators or portals, whatever you want to call them, find the brands that, the brands that I like best, and then I'd go and look at those individual websites. So I probably wouldn't fill in a lead form because I know I'd get, you know, mm. spams or something like this. So I'd then go to their individual websites, connect with them directly, but in probably before that step, I would do some research around the industry to find out, you know, what actually is a franchise? What do I need to know? What what do I, you know, what's interesting, what's important? And so I would type that into Google and that would then probably direct me through to an article or a website, uh, you know, um, a digital magazine, mm. which would have that article on there. So I would then go and find that information that way. So that's much easier for me to do than to go out there and, and pay three pounds for a digital printed copy of a magazine um it's cheap <laughs> or however much it costs yeah look mm. uh, it costs me nothing to do that on my phone while i'm in the airport lounge the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the airport i don't have to walk up and find it no but like i could do it from mm. from the comfort of my home quickly and easily so mm. um, I, th I think magazines yes they've got they're a good place to sort of have lots of information and viewpoints and it's really it would be interesting to read through before you know making a full commitment to a brand um or franchise but i just think online makes sense mm. and i think the 21st century world has seen a massive movement towards digital and all the benefits that you've um you've listed of digital um pr makes sense however different franchisors will have different profiles or avatars for their ideal franchisees and some of them might not be um in the digital world some of them might be wanting to target semi-retired accountants or something that want to read up and do their due diligence um diligently <laughs> yeah uh, maybe that's a good point maybe it's yeah, it's just because I'm maybe a millennial. I grew up in that kind of world, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. And I remember having... You're too young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess then that, that brings around the argument that brands, you know, for the future need to start looking into it if they're not already looking mm. at, you know, digital PR because... Uh, 
you know, the older generation are only going to get older and it's probably yeah. my generation coming through that are the ones that are likely to be buying um, or investing in franchise licenses, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. But I think it needs to be a layered approach based on what the ideal franchisees, um, that that avatar or whatever you want to call it, that the profile of the ideal franchisee that the brand's identified, um, it's based on where they hang out. So if they're hanging out online, then cool, then that makes sense to to target your marketing there but if they are more likely to read digital um sorry <laughs> if they're more likely to read printed um physical. magazines physical thank you um then the franchisor would would be um better off spending some budget on that in hand with some social media marketing or um whatever marketing digitally works Maybe maybe it's not completely dead then. There's still some scope for, for it. Hey, don't worry, yeah. <laughs> I won. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Not, but, but it's dying, I think. I think it's it's being phased out. So I think we're sort of comp I've compromised slightly. Mm, but you've so got to admit, digital's the way forward, right? I don't have to admit. Um, <laughs> I admit to a layered approach. I, I didn't that, so you admit. Right, let's call it a day on that one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Franchise fees are too high. 